0: Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the Benefits and Wellness Superhero Podcast. This podcast is designed to help professionals develop the skills needed to get complete leadership buy-in on group benefits and shine a light on what's changing in the wellness space. Listen to tips and strategies that'll help you become a superhero in the eyes of employees and management.
1: As we enter a new year, I'm joined today by your usual benefits and wellness superhero podcast host, Roger Thorpe. Hi, this is Bill Bannum, host of such industry podcasts as the HR Chat Show. And in today's 2022 predictions pod, I'm going to be guest hosting and posing questions to Roger about what to expect from the world of benefits and wellness in 2022. We'll also look ahead to the second annual virtual benefits and wellness superhero symposium, which is happening on April sixth and seventh this year. And um, well, I guess it's time to welcome Roger to the show. Roger, welcome to the pod today. It's uh, it's great to have you on that side of the proverbial <laughs> table. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna share lots of things, including what's coming up for the team at Thought Benefits and and the industry. So, um, sure. welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Nice to be with you again, Bill. And I'm looking forward to this. Be a good chat.
1: Me too. Me too. So given the ultra-competitive labor market right now, Roger, what benefits or wellness offerings are, are operations considering to, to get better retention or demonstrate to candidates that they are they are truly being a progressive employer? And this, of course, is in the context of what? The great resignation.
0: There's a lot of challenges for sure for employers. I think mainly, I think the main issue is you have to acknowledge what employees are going through. Um, they have really had a really tough couple of years, and um, they are looking to the employer to demonstrate to them that they care. And, and um, to give an employee an opportunity to take better care of themselves, or i.e. use self-care, uh, is really the, the, the big opportunity, I guess. For, uh, for HR uh, teams and, and organizations in general. So there's no question that number one issue is mental health. So we have to uh, be more proactive with that, but it's way beyond just EAP or mental digital tools that have become so popular. It's about employer being comfortable having an open conversation about mental health um, so employees feel like this is a safe issue to discuss. It's, it's okay for me to acknowledge what I'm going through. Um, so we're only going to see great uptake of these tools, these amazing new things, if we create that environment. And it's going to take a while for us to create that safe feeling. There's statistically very low percentage uptake of EAP and, and other features. So we have to address the stigma issue first, number one. So that'll be, that'll be uh, the focus, I think, for a lot of companies. And the number, other one to mention really is, uh, and it's probably one of the one or two issues affecting mental health and stress, is finances. So beyond just about retirement savings, you know, how do we manage our paycheck from uh, month to month, from check to check, in terms of debts, in terms of budget? Uh, this is really around financial literacy. And a lot of employees have never been taught this material. I know my kids are going through it in elementary school now, but a lot of adults have never had it. So if we can address that, I think that's going to go a long way. So just a couple of considerations there to start with.
1: Great. Thank you very much. Let's talk a bit about this thing called the pandemic. Hopefully many countries are going to see the end of it pretty soon. You and I have spoken off, off camera about this and and we're, we're I think, equally optimistic, but who knows still right it's been two years and it's meant that during that time uh, professionals have had to had to refocus their energies and and maybe put on hold some of the things that they they wanted to do and the hr department is is uh, is no different in, in your opinion has the pandemic been a a distraction if you will to hr departments in terms of uh, putting certain projects maybe like benefits into a lower priority over the past couple of years
0: for sure. Uh, I think it's probably put a lot of HR projects on hold. I mean, you number one, you had to fill positions that opened up. You had to uh, give the resources to uh, what you're trying to do in terms of productivity. So all I know, a lot of HR people have spent a lot of their time or moved a lot of their practice towards recruiting. And then uh, beyond that, it's been about once you get someone even into the workplace, you have to create a safe working environment. So you have to create policy and procedure to make sure that people feel that you're checking all the boxes around that before they even they even show up. So I think there are a lot of projects, benefits being one of them, wellness initiatives being another, that are going to be front and center. And hopefully we can get to those in 2022 and, and make a big uh, impact from that. So we anticipate that we're going to have a very busy 2022.
1: Okay, so uh, we're not, we're, I don't want to give everything away because we'll talk a little bit about the, the new season of uh, the the Benefits and Wellness Superhero podcast later, but uh, a big focus of the new season will be on benefits as opposed to uh, last season, which is perhaps more wellness slanted, if you will. Roger, what, what's what's changing in the Canadian employee benefits space and what's perhaps staying the same as well this year? Can you share any stats and, and or maybe trends to, to watch out for this year?
0: Well, Statistically, we, we know we're dealing with people who have left and are leaving in, in large numbers or they're considering uh, leaving as much as 60% of people are thinking that burnout is at an all time high. So I think, I think number one as a trend would be you have to take what you offer now and promote it and package and sell it better than you have in the past. As if you just leave benefits and features that you have in the background, employees really very quickly forget that they're there. So it's possible that you have a great benefit offering or wellness offering, but you really have to go back into the the marketing and the promotion of those features and sell them more actively. So beyond the communicative sort of PR aspect of of that, um, I would say there are some some trends we want to deal with uh, and changes around benefits. Number one would be around therapy and increasing the limits on psychology and psychotherapy so that people can go a lot further with their regular treatment for anxiety and depression. I think it's also a continued emphasis on flexible benefits, not necessarily in the cafeteria or modular sense, but more in the spending account or self-care environment. So can employees look at what they spend in, in their account or in a marketplace? That term is becoming popular in terms of people using the money for their own needs. Um, so what matters most to them, that's very satisfying if we can create that kind of uh, flexibility. And I think finally, it's really, we're seeing this integration, this blend of wellness and benefits offerings all in the same place. Um, so it's sort of a proactive, but also a reactive aspect of healthcare management. And then, of course, that's been always my, been my dream that we move wellness to the forefront of the conversation around benefits and, and bring those things side by side. So just some thoughts on um, some possible changes coming up.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, let's ask the same question, but in a different way and have a, have a different focus on it, if you don't mind. And that's uh, let's have the lens on the employee and what the, what the employees top desires would be around benefits and, and wellness uh, this year. Do, do you think that the pandemic will continue to impact Employee expectations around benefits and wellness this year, Roger. And I know just a moment ago I was saying uh, you and I are hopeful that uh, it, it's going to move from pandemic to endemic in, in many countries, but that, it doesn't mean that it's not still going to be around. It doesn't mean it's not going to still shape the agenda. Certainly, uh, this quarter, probably next quarter, and around the world, it's it's still going to be pandemic for for quite some time. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Will it be be more the same then in terms of what those key expectations are, maybe the the key mindset that perhaps has been changed since the start of the the pandemic from employees, or is it going to be something different?
0: Well, we always knew that employees have a general expectation that their employer invests in their own personal well-being. So we, we statistically knew that employers who demonstrate that have a greater uh, uh, level or rating on benefits in general. So it we're talking about an employer being um, taking real responsibility for well-being. Um, it, you can't really stand back and just um, show or have features of a plan. You have to actually, as I spoke to earlier, have conversations around, what people are using them for. We need to share success stories from all the way up, from leadership all the way down, um, to so sort sure of show people how they are accessing these things. Um, so, as I mentioned, it's a bit of a PR issue promoting, but it's also having regular conversations. Um, and I, you know, I've always been a believer. That if an employer is willing to listen to an employee about what they're dealing with, they can then come back and respond with what they need. So if you um, do both of those things, if you listen and respond, you're going to have great alignment uh, with what employees are looking for. So there's a, an aspect of communication there that I think is really key to all of this too.
1: The current stats, Roger, suggest that by sometime in March in Canada, in the UK and, and other places will be back to the new normal. We'll, we'll be in the new normal, we're we'll back to, the, to something that looked more like pre-February, March 2020. But with that will come uh, a big surge in demand for delayed procedures and, and continuing care related to, to COVID-19 and, and you know, operations for uh, procedures that weren't able to happen while hospital beds were fr- frankly taken up to, during during the Omicron wave. And looking at how that happened before with the original variant and, and the alpha variant and, and the effects that it had in, in the last two years, what can we expect in terms of what that impact will be, the backlog um, and, and the demand for, for those sorts of procedures be on benefits uh, offered to, particularly to new employees, right? Those that are, really, mm-hmm. are, not, are not tied into some sort of benefits package. Does it mean that, frankly, they, they can expect less uh, as a result?
0: I think you're going to see the same benefits being offered. In, in some there will be some sweeteners. And as I mentioned before, some acknowledgement around what employees uh, can use for themselves from a more proactive wellness standpoint. But carriers uh, have, have told us that they are really anticipating a real spike in both disability claims as well as drug claims. So you're right. People have not gone for regular physicals. They haven't had the checkups and the scans that they typically would have. And so, unfortunately, we are going to see, you know, the diagnosis of certain cancers and other, what I guess, lifestyle uh, diseases. Um, And that, uh, you know, the pandemic has not been great from a healthy habit standpoint. It's been difficult to maintain some of those habits. and So we're going to see a real uptick, I think, in cost as a result of this. So if you noticed, if your plan had gone through a bit of a downturn when we were going through some lockdown where utilization was lower, I think we're going to see a real rebound to that. So important for employers to recognize financially that we're in a bit of a rebound and they're going to see claims, disabilities, absences, um you know rise and it's going to uh, impact their benefit plan costs so it's good idea to start having that conversation to see if you can absorb that now
1: okay so to have those conversations you've got to have all of the facts and hopefully um facts mean numbers are, are they reliable ways roger to measure benefits if so uh, what, what are the factors one needs to consider um how how can we dig deeper and and what are the most important metrics to analyze this
0: year yeah, well more than ever I think if you want to make sure that benefits is not a a weak point in your reward offering, then you know you're going to go back and not just look at it from a say a design basis or say just a price basis. You want to go deeper as we've always talked, uh, measuring benefits is something you need to do on a, about, you know, five or six different levels to really maximize the value. You're going to look again at how you administer the plan. Is it convenient for your plan administrators, your employees? Um, Is there great reporting and data available to you to to track? Um, Are you really focusing on the communication aspect of it? So are you maximizing the tools that promote the plan, that educate people on the plan? There's so many good things you can be doing, both sort of on an outbound and inbound basis there. The plan design, of course, needs to be up to date. It needs to be innovative and progressive. Uh, it needs to be flexible. Um, and on the finance side, you know, this is speaking before, is you have to know how you're paying for what you're paying today, but you also have to forecast well in advance as to where you're headed. So if you are headed for a 15 to 20% increase in your benefits budget, um, you need to know that now and uh, be comfortable speaking with your finance department about what that means. Um, wellness. Of course, we talked about how that is integrating into this conversation, how there's really that's part of a benefits offering that employees expect to see. So we have to look at what we're doing there and is it working? And finally, it's really about alignment. So based on our core values of our company, is the benefit plan really demonstrating what we believe in that area or is there a disconnect? So I guess that is a quick rundown really of of what we would want to dig into um, as far as whether a plan is maximized or or succeeding in general. So um, lots to go into that. And the the benefit success score that we uh, have available is certainly a tool that can help dig into this.
1: Okay, those people out there listening or watching our conversation today are thinking, Roger, this sounds fantastic. How can I, how can I learn more? Though, how can I get involved in, in, and hear more from you in in twenty twenty two? I'm sure um, and. Uh, the good news is that uh, Roger's got to be everywhere, so um, <laughs> we've got we've got season three of of the podcast coming up. Or in fact, this is the first episode. There we go. This is episode one, season three. So welcome to to the latest season. And as I mentioned earlier, it's going to have more of a benefits focus uh, than say the last season, which was more perhaps on the wellness side. But also, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be scattering in lots of discussion of of what the the big event, the second annual benefits and wellness. Superhero Symposium. Um, So that's a couple of big things happening, quite exciting things happening in certainly in the first couple of quarters of this year, Roger. Um, Do you want to tell our listeners uh, and our viewers a bit more about them?
0: Yeah, the the, the podcast is going to interview uh, some people perhaps at the beginning of this season, a little bit more on the benefit side, uh, as you mentioned earlier. Um, And we'll be interviewing some of our guests that are uh, slotted to be speaking or. Um, having conversations with us at the symposium. So just to give you a a taste of what is on tap for the the podcast and the symposium, we're certainly going to be addressing the trends that we're seeing further deeper into what I've talked about today. Um, The overall uh, integration of wellness into benefits and rewards uh, and how that can become a real secret weapon for employers. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll dig into uh, how to uh, deal with financial well-being um, and the education, the fundamental education that we can give our employees to reduce that financial stress that I talked about. Um, we're going to uh, talk about absence management and the fact that employees who are off sick, whether it's for a short-term basis due to the, the COVID or whether it's a mental health claim or any other reason, we have to be better at getting people back to work and taking care of them through that period. Um, so there's lots of good things we can do. be doing in absence and disability management. Um, we're gonna uh, address the massive uh, wellness vendor marketplace that's out there. How can you as an employer possibly compare all of these various tools? Um, how do you integrate them into a wellness strategy at the same time? So we'll address that challenge. Um, and finally, uh, a lot of HR people are trying to take their projects and their initiatives and their, and their ideas from a healthcare or benefit standpoint and get them approved, get them to get the leadership team, including the finance department, to sort of buy in. So there'll be a good segment to addressing the relationship of HR and finance and how those two uh, departments can work better uh, together. So excited to really see all of this amazing content uh, coming up in the next uh, three or four months.
1: Excellent. And uh, in case we haven't mentioned, the symposium happens April 6th and April 7th. So it's uh, two 90-minute sessions. They are going to be virtual because you know we're hopeful everything's going to be okay by then, but nobody knows um mm-hmm. so so they, they, they're going to be virtual this year well maybe next year we, we'll be back in person um, but that mm-hmm. does mean that people from everywhere can join in and you absolutely yep. should and there'll be links within the show notes here I'm sure and elsewhere as to how you can learn more and and uh, register so Roger that just leaves me to ask you today how can how can folk connect with you and and learn more about what's going on?
0: Uh, well, in addition to ThorpeBenefits.com, please uh, check me out on LinkedIn and happy to have conversations there. We share insights on that platform quite quite often, uh, very specific to the benefits and and wellness environment. Um, so uh, those are the two best ways to follow and, and learn more.
1: Awesome. And uh... This has been wonderful stepping in as the the guest host today on the pod, but uh, uh, I'd be very happy when I'm back in in the background and and Roger's front and center again as the host with the most uh, interviewing lots of clever people throughout the season, uh, just, just as always. Um, So that just leaves me to say, Roger, thanks for letting me come on and and join today. um, And thank you for being my guest.
0: You're welcome. It was enjoyable chat. Thanks for doing that, Bill. I appreciate it.
1: And uh, everyone out there. Thanks very much for your time.